listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Welcome. This is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. And this is the inclusive. I did. It was very quick. I I appreciate that. Uh, Not not such a long pause that we had to like stop recording in between your first and last name. (laughs) So that's really good. That's a solid start, Jackie. I really like it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So this is the Inclusive AF podcast. It's a Friday morning, uh, Friday morning before a three day weekend. Um, And we are very happy to have Savina Perez on our show today. Um, and we're going to, uh, introduce Sabina and then we're going to dig right in. So Sabina, welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you both for having me on. Absolutely. So share a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're based, because that's going to be the most important thing to Jackie. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that you, you'll know who I am by where I'm based, basically. So I am, I'm Sabina, uh, and I'm a co-founder uh, as well as chief customer officer at Hone. Uh, and Hone is an enterprise platform for live online learning. Uh, and we specialize in uh, scaling diversity and inclusion training, management and leadership skill training to uh, organizations that have a global uh, presence and footprint. Uh, I am based in Brooklyn. I'm in Park Slope, Brooklyn right now, but there there we go. Um, But uh, I'm also a born and bred New Yorker. So originally from Queens. Listen, you'll love this, Sabina. (laughs) We went to the party. So I just got back from Greenhouse. We walk into the party. So when we, when Clay was going to, and our listeners know about Clay moving to Brooklyn, because I don't, I overshare. I don't know how to control that. And we walked into the greenhouse party to listen to native New Yorker, which is like my favorite song. I'm a native New Yorker. There we go. Yeah, Wait, hold just on. like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Welcome right. Welcome to being our native New Yorker. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> now, now so my, Jack, now, Jackie has been intentionally, uh, I, I think she has a game plan that she hasn't mentioned to me, but we keep having people on from New York and from Brooklyn. So I think she's really, she's building yes. her, her network of moms to help with yes. play as she navigates. Yes. That's as they right. navigate yes. Brooklyn. So it so takes a village. Also, yes. That's right. It you have become Auntie Savina. Yeah. Auntie whether, you, whether you know it or not. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. As soon as you're up here, we'll, it'll be, the kids will get together. I become yes. your Auntie Jackie. That's it. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> All works out. All works out. I'm sorry, Savita. What were you going to say? No, I was, um, what was I going to say? You see, you could tell it's a Friday. I can't even remember what it was going to say. So. All good. All good. There's been a lot. There's been a lot going on. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's nice that we could find joy in this moment and knowing um, that our work is so important. But it's been a rough couple of weeks. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. So I, I think we should... Uh, address that a little bit just because uh it's a tough time for folks right now um because of all of these massacres i don't know what how else we can describe them uh mass shootings whether it's in schools in churches in in grocery stores in like there is no safe place it it feels like and especially the manifestation of hate that we're seeing is what is is happening that has us all feeling 
unsettled. It's a word I'm choosing to use right now. Unsettled. I'm pissed. We're at our company. So where I am, we take a four day weekend for Memorial Day and was encouraged to take a five day if you just need a moment to process. And I need lots of moments to process. I, you know, at least I've made it. I have had two days of no, no tears. That's, that's, that's a win. A win. Mm-hmm. We'll take that as a win. But, but at the same time, the we can. yes. And, and at the same time, I think tears are good because it needs to be processed. And yes. I'm glad you said you're pissed because I, I, I think that's where so many of us are. And Sabine, I know you mentioned before we started recording, you have a child. And, and I think that's the piece that, you know, for so many folks, I have multiple uh, uh, sisters and now nieces that are teachers. And it, it, there's no words. There is no words. I mean, you know, and it's unfortunate that we have to say that this happened again, again. And those conversations are rough. Those conversations are hard. You know, Katie, as I said, I, you know, I do have a child. She just turned nine. She's in the third grade, going to the fourth grade in Brooklyn. Um, and those, those moments, I, I feel for those parents. Raw is, is the word that I would describe. This, you know, my feelings this week. Uh, and it was, you know, when you hear that, how do you deal with it? How do you have those conversations with your children? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't understand it. They, they're just learning how to be themselves right now and how to process their feelings. And those are tough conversations, never mind amongst adults, but also, you know, you have to, with, the, with the kids. Where to start? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I saw, you know, obviously there's a ton of memes going around. And one of the ones that I saw is, you know, since Sandy Hook, all we've done is teach children how to hide and teachers to give, have lollipops in their rooms that they could put into the kid's mouth and start in case they start crying. And like some of these things that you're like, holy shit, like that's, that's the answer. That's what we came up with. Um, Right. Sensible gun laws didn't didn't aren't an idea that maybe we should consider i don't know um anyhow i have been looking at beto o'rourke as in texas is you know i live in texas mm-hmm. and he you know disrupted the governor abbott abbott here in texas he, he disrupted it and it was like you know what are we going to do this is all of our faults we have to vote and do something about it and stood up against other people and it was like Oh, do something. We have to be willing to do something. Yes. At that risk and at the risk of and fear of being, I mean, you can't, you have to say enough, enough. I mean, what's the enough. use of a semi-automatic or automatic weapon? That's right. What would right. what, what, you know, what do you, if you want guns what to go hunting, to what are you trying to do with it? I mean, it, it makes no sense. Well, and, you know, I think the the folks that are, you know, oh, hey, it's not the guns that are the issue. I am so over that argument and so over the, yeah, like to your point, what, what purpose? That's not a hunting 
mechanism Uh -uh. unless you're hunting humans and and what is the point of that exactly and you know there are so many arguments of why we shouldn't control guns but how many more kids do we have to see murdered or elders see murdered or you know folks that are worshiping be like i just why can't we make some changes that would be sensible for everyone? And so uh, Jackie and I actually were working this morning on a post for our Inclusive AF podcast Instagram page, and you all can see it there. And this will be, obviously, uh, we won't be posting this recording for uh, a week or two, but we are giving some tools and some things to do. How do you talk to, how to talk to your kids about it? what to do as a leader when your team members are hurting. And I love that Textio is doing a, a five-day weekend to just let people go breathe and go process and deal with all of the things that are going on. Um, and so we wanted to provide some tools and also some phone numbers of who you can call, who your legislators are, how to connect with them, to say to them, something has to change. So any... I, before we kind of shift gears, anything else? I'm just, I'm also sick of people saying, oh, no. Oh, Jackie, I think we're uh, losing your headphones. I think it's official. Anything else you would like to say that? Oh, Jack, we did not hear any of the things that you wanted to say. <laughs> your headphones cut out. I think she froze again. Yeah. Um, Sabina, anything else you would like to share? Um, I think that not only do we have to think about our kids and those conversations and obviously with our teams, but also with ourselves, because we're trying to all navigate this and it's, uh, you know, this is, this is life, this is, this is real. Uh, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to wake up in the morning and say, okay, today's going to be a good day. Um, yeah. so I think that that's a big part of it as well. Like self-care, know that, you know, it's okay to feel it's okay to you know, we all have, we have to all try to figure out ways to be able to process the unimaginable, unimaginable, if you will. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to those resources. Let's, uh, you know, let's get that out there. Yeah, absolutely. And so thank you for, you know, obviously I think we all are trying to process this. And I think even just these conversations that we're having that are small snippets, hopefully folks are listening can take a moment and pause and you know I, there's so much coming at us as per usual but mm-hmm. having a moment to just think through and process some of the stuff even if it's just by listening to a podcast or, or hearing one of us speaking uh, hopefully that's helping um i want to shift gears though and learn a little bit about home yeah absolutely like let's shake out the the earlier shake conversation yeah. yes <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this tool that you've built and your team have built is awesome. So would love to hear a little bit more about it. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Hone is an enterprise, enterprise platform for live online learning. Uh, and our mission is really to drive growth and human connection for all. And how we do that uh, is by uh, enabling organizations uh, to provide scalable training uh, specific to diversity and inclusion, to management, uh, leadership skills, wellness to their employees uh, at all levels within the organization. Uh, And uh, for those that are located uh, anywhere 
right? So uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've been doing this for about I would say about four four or five years now, uh, and we've been lucky enough to train uh, tens of thousands of folks uh, across uh, or globally uh, on these specific skills. And all of our classes are delivered as a, you know, as is probably alluded to earlier, um, everything is delivered live uh, online. Uh, and that's what really makes it scalable. And it's uh, our classes are led by uh, either an executive coach or an expert within a specific area uh, of uh, or topic. Um, and each of our classes is small, right? So it's about 15 participants, 10 to 15 participants. And uh, we really uh, encourage group discussion, uh, reviewing case studies, we utilize breakout rooms, things of that nature, uh, in order to make it really interactive. So this way, uh, learners are able to practice what, uh, you know, what they're learning within the class, different frameworks, uh, things of that nature. And hopefully they're able to take what they're learning and apply it. Right, so it's not just 60 minutes of listening to somebody drag on uh, about X, Y, and Z. It's interactive. They're getting, you know, uh, frameworks to be able to utilize and then apply uh, in their day to day. Uh, so it's it's been an incredible journey. Um, we are excited to continue on uh, and uh, you know and continue to uh, kind of broaden. Uh, the classes, the topics that we're offering, uh, but yeah, that, I mean that's 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 uh, hone in a nutshell. I, I love the idea of you're doing this live, but kind of on demand as well. Or I assume you know you Absolutely. have a schedule of classes, mm -hmm. and so is it usually like one group of folks from a from like a team, or will you have folks from like multiple teams or multiple companies in a training together? We offer both. So for organizations, they might want to do intra-company, right? Because they want to, yeah, there's sensitivity around um, what they're working on, what you know the learners might share, uh, et cetera. Um, and we also offer inter-company classes. So that would be through our membership. So that's where you're able to take classes with people from different companies, from different countries, right? And just be able to learn how they're uh, kind of navigating diversity and inclusion, so microaggressions or unconscious bias. Uh, and or, you know, if, uh, around coaching skills and things of that nature. So, um, I mean, you know, it's some organizations decide they want to do both. So they want to offer specific uh, classes for just their employees, but they also want to offer this on-demand solution, uh, you know, uh, for uh, for their learners, for their, for their teams, uh, so that this way those individuals can, you know, choose classes uh, when they're available uh, based on topics that they're interested in. And again, take those uh, classes with folks uh, outside of their organizations. I'm so glad that you're doing that because so often it's like we're trying to change the world inside, but there is a world outside of our organizations. And sometimes mm -hmm. you need to have the ability to catch it and not just when you're having a training, right? Like you might have a moment that you're like let me look this up and it's so great to have resources that they can do that on demand as well as live i appreciate that do you love news about linkedin indeed google and just about every other recruitment tech company out there hell yeah I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's some great resources out there that are asynchronous, 
you know, we have the LinkedIn learnings, et cetera. Um, but the challenge is some of these tougher topics, these what we call like human skills, these people skills. It's, can you really learn what you need to uh, by watching a video for, for 60 minutes or 90 minutes? You really want an opportunity to be able to have conversation, to be able to ask questions. Uh, and so that's what we provide. None, uh, you know, we, we offer live online classes uh, and that's what makes us different and special. I think it's great also. <laughs> I think it's also, you know, something so, you know, Jack and I both facilitate different trainings for, you know, different customers for our internal folks, that type of thing. And I think it's also good to have external folks come in to facilitate some of these discussions, especially when they're topics that can be hard and can be things that are like I, I always say to folks, you can't have a rookie facilitator facilitating some of these conversations so having professional facilitators to come in and talk about some of these topics around diversity equity and inclusion it's critical because these are conversations that can go left real quickly mm -hmm. if there isn't a facilitator that knows what they're doing that knows how to handle some of the things the challenges that might come up and and that's a hard thing to teach. And even when I have clients that are like, oh, can you do a train the trainer for our learning team? I'm like, well, that's gonna take about three years because you just don't know what might come up in some of these conversations. And so it's good to have like facilitators that know what they're doing. That's great. You need that, right? Because um, there are questions as there are gonna be moments, especially you know if you have a, a diversity of, of folks on the call. Um, you know, we've trained um, at uh, organizations that or organizations have trained employees that were located in big cities, as well as in much smaller cities where there is a, a, a lack of diversity uh, within that workforce. Uh, and trying to manage those conversations can can be challenging. So you want an expert in there to be able to, uh, to make sure that the conversation doesn't go sideways to your point, right? Uh, and also we're able to continue the progression of that conversation. So we don't get, we don't get stuck on something. So that is something, we, you know, with our, with our um, experts uh, and the folks that lead the, the training uh, at home, you know, that's something that we look for. We want, you know, experts uh, that have done this for a number of years, but have also been operators within the workplace, right? So they don't just understand theory, but they also understand application. I love that. I, I have been saying a lot of, um, it's Mike Tyson's quote, like everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten punched in the mouth by diversity where I'm like, oh, hold on, I need to make a phone call. I mean, that's why we started this podcast in the first place, because it's like, I don't know what to do with this and getting a cohort of professionals to say, how do we address this? You, you, there's a lot that, it, you know, comes up over and over again. But then there's those moments where you're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And we always have to be students of this. And I like having different parts, um, different types of trainers because we are also human and have things that are going on on a personal level where somebody is a better expert on a particular topic or can speak more to that uh, spot. I, I would like to know, like, what is the most common um, type of training that is asked for out of curiosity? Is there one particular one or a few that you think gets asked for more than others? 
There is. So um, for us, we, you know, we usually uh, bucket uh, several of our classes into what we call like learning tracks. So they become like, uh, programs that encompass four classes, as an example, that take, you know, each class takes place uh, or each class is 60 to 90 minutes. Uh, and over the course of, let's say, four weeks, we're able to cover four different topics uh, throughout those uh, through those four classes. Um, so two of our most popular kind of learning tracks or programs would be like a manager core 101. Uh, so organizations that are looking to level up new or entry level managers on coaching on how to have an effective one on one as an example right so not just these theories but things that they can apply in their day to day the basics. Uh, and then uh, the second program that's really popular for us right now is our DEIB uh, core program. Uh, and I mentioned a few of those classes as well on conscious bias, microaggressions. Uh, and you know, for organizations, we try to educate them that it shouldn't just be a checkbox. It's not a one and done. That's not, we can't just do a 60 minute training and cover all of these different you know, topics, these incredible topics. We have to go deep. We have to have conversation around it. We need to provide space. Uh, and uh, so yeah, a lot of organizations are looking to roll out uh, you know, either uh, the manager core uh, or uh, the diversity and inclusion training that we offer. And I, I also, I want to qualify something that you just said, because I think, you know, there is this, this is DEI, but what you just said about that, those manager core classes, I think are also so critical to inclusion. It, mm -hmm. Teaching a leader how to have an effective one-on-one. -on -one, and, you know, I, that's one that I think is such a, a huge tool for leaders that it's just assumed you know how to do it and unless you talk them through here's what you should do in the first five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever and like literally talk them through that entire conversation and, and it seems so basic but it is such a critical piece especially in times when we have so much upheaval outside of work and people are trying to process so much you know we mm -hmm. you know when we start off this call like being able to be a leader and say how are you doing and not just mean it as like a, hey, how you doing? But no, really, how are you doing? Like that is such a critical piece right there to help people understand that you're sitting across the table from a human mm -hmm. and, and being able to have those core conversations that, again, I, I think it's so, so many times it's assumed people know how to do it and, and they don't. And, and that's okay. Right. That's why we need folks like yourself to help teach some of these things. How do you just navigate the bias that you have internally and how does that play out on your team through the dynamics of team meetings or whatever it might be? Some of those things that we talk about it as core leadership skills, but it's also, I think, um, under that kind of inclusion umbrella because it's just skills that every leader needs. It's the basics, right? How to get feedback. Right. People like assume uh, that uh, or organizations assume that people just have this innate ability to be able to do it effectively. That's mm -hmm. not the case. You know, you need to be no. able to arm your people with the with just the fundamentals of how to do this uh, and, and, you know, the right way, if you will. So um, the other thing I will say about uh, the kind of our management and leadership skills training is the fact that we weave diversity inclusion uh, throughout those courses as well. So it should not be separate. You know, no, we do have something right. that's dedicated to obviously diversity and inclusion, but we weave those specifics 
the, you know, those skills into our classes that are specific to management and leadership skills as well. And so I, I, we think that that's, that's a need to have. That's not a nice to have. Absolutely. And I would even say, you know, the, the feedback one, this is what I always have the conversation with leaders of giving feedback is a great skill to have. And it's a very hard skill to navigate. So yes, you need training on it. But also, how do you receive feedback? That's a, yeah, absolutely right. And as a leader, how do you receive feedback in such a way that, A, you don't turn the person off so they never give you feedback again? Because I think that's what so many leaders do because they go on the defense or they are like, this, this is the stuff you don't understand. And whether that might be the most logical response or not, that's not what the person wants to hear when they worked up the courage to give you feedback. And so I think, I mean, I, I love that you are doing that work because I think it's just managers, it's, you know, it's kind of like teachers right now. We're, you know, we're arming teachers, not arming physically, but like teachers are expected to take on so many things. Mm -hmm. And the equivalent I draw is always like the managers having to do, you know, those frontline leaders that are having to be all things to all people at all times. And even understanding what are those boundaries to not cross? What are the things? And as you're also processing it as a leader yourself, okay. so it's just, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot that we're throwing at our, our HR and people functions right now. Talking mm -hmm. about, you know, we go from an election to a pandemic, to racial yes. tens tensions within the US, to, to a war. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's been nonstop. And that, and I think people, as we dismantle like the modern management style, we have to acknowledge that a lot of that is steeped in, in white supremacy and racism. Like when we talk about systemic racism, we've thrown around that for a couple of years that people are numb to that or don't understand what that is. And part of that system is has led to our current management style. So then you, mm -hmm. then you put on there, oh, accept feedback and you're having to dismantle. No, you don't sit on the top and look down at your minions and just scream at people and tell people what to do. And you threaten them in order to do work. That's the, the slave mentality that a lot of people have adopted as their management style. And as we know, that just is not gonna work. And so you have to learn that as a leader, like at some point, everyone, especially new leaders have been like, like, why aren't you just doing what I told you to do? Period. <laughs> well, like, well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but if you also think about that, uh, you know, just kind of um, continuing on that thread, uh, like I know that I personally can't go into a, a room uh, or a management uh, experience and do that, you know, um, as a woman, as a woman of color as well, you know, like it, it's perceived differently. That's if right. I go in and start to say, well, this is what I want and I want it now. It is perceived very differently than if a white male was to go in and do the oh, same thing. Yep. What? Oh, well, yep. It, it, <laughs> yes. And we've talked about that quite a bit because it is the you know I I a white straight woman doing DEI work. I was kind of on the opposite of why are you the person doing this? And it's like oh we all need to be at this table, but there's also that factor of there are things that I can say that you and Jackie can't say. And there are things that you all can say that I can't say, or that a white man can say, and all of these different pieces that kind of come into this puzzle. But that's the one that I also, as we talk about, you know, breaking down white supremacy, there's also the acknowledging as a leader that there are certain things that you two can't go into a room and say. 
and acknowledging that that is a bias that people have and that has been ingrained in you since birth basically that women shouldn't speak a certain way or women of color shouldn't speak a certain way or if they do this is what they are or this is what they represent and that monolith of the angry black woman or whatever it might be then pops up and it's like no they're just expressing their opinion like anyone should be able to and it's and not so it's just, can't say it's not can't say it's going to be received differently and because you can't right. say it if you you can say it but you have to be ready for whatever the backlash and you know absolutely i wish someone would call me an angry black woman because i got something to say i wish you i wish you would i wish you would i um, wish you would right now uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna do that right now. maybe later but not later. right now Jackie. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe maybe later um well, you'd be surprised where you where you see it i have a quick a quick story about this this is less than the work yeah. this actually happened personally um, I was uh, I was in San Francisco with my my incredible wife, uh, and we were um, she was going uh, to get her hair done, and we walk into uh, the hair salon, and um, at that point, you know, she had we had our, our our daughter, and she was she was yay big, right? We can't see where my hand is, so she's about two at the time, um, and so I was pushing the carriage, and I was just like, you go into this nice uh, place, why don't you take my heels because she had flip, flip flops on, um, and go in. My wife uh, is, is white, has blonde hair, blue eyes. And so uh, we're walking in and I'm pushing the baby stroller. And the woman at the, the front goes, well, it's so great you brought the help. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, I was the one, my, my, my spouse was a, a stay-at-home mom. Uh, and I was one that was, you know, at work, et cetera. And I, but needless to say, I was struck dumb. And I'm from New York. Usually, you know, you think in those situations how you might react. Like I have a lot to say, and I, I was silent. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, like I felt like I had a, a look on my face, like I had just got struck. Uh, and then my spouse was just like, she was like, "Who are you talking about? You mean my wife?" <laughs> and you know, we had to try to defuse the situation. But I, like, I walked out of there, and they were like, "Oh, come sit down," you know have a cup of tea oh, it's like, oh, I, I gotta get out yeah, <laughs> Let me I, get I, out. yeah. It, there's things like that people unless you've lived it people don't believe that that really happens and then there's points where i was i have been where i've been like i know what this is because i teach this it's actually never happened to me oh <laughs> you're like this is real because yeah. you put it because people gaslight so many people and like that doesn't really happen and you're like no it does happen but no that couldn't happen to me right and then when it does you're like no it it's still alive and well and that is horrifying i am so sorry that you went through that that the thought of that i people thought i was the help like the help all the time with my children like oh are you the nanny N no 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 don't assume that's don't right. like when you walk out there don't assume you know if, if you're curious ask a question i i may or may not answer you <laughs> that's right <funny. laughs> but at the same token don't assume that's right well and oh, sabina you said something you know it, it felt like you'd been struck and i i think that's the piece that people like those microaggressions those those stupid comments that people make do feel like physical blows and you know we talk about microaggressions as mosquito bites or as a paper cut but no it's a it's a physical blow and it is that like 
kind of takes the wind out of you of like, what do, what should I do right now? Like, how do I handle this? And it, there is that piece of how many blows do you receive in a day mm -hmm. going about your day, just trying to live your life. And, and how do you just deal with that? Cause that's what the expectation is, is that you should just deal with it. Suck it up, keep walking type of thing, you know, and it, it's hard after, after a while, you know, there are moments that you, you know, you can and you will explode. Um, and it always happens at the most inopportune moments <laughs> that, you know, the, the one person that did not sincerely did not mean to say or do something. Weddings, <laughs> birthday parties, That's interviews. Right. That's what you're like, you know what, the deli counter when you're trying to get your freaking like, you know, American cheese done. Like, that's, like, that's right. All I asked is where you got your purse. <laughs> like, well, for, for me, it happened at Walgreens a couple, several weeks ago. So I was, I was in there and someone came up to me and was like, um, can you help me get this? And I'm just standing there, I had a coat on, I had my jeans on, and I, you know, I'm, I'm shopping, you know, but this person asked me that and I went off. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm embarrassed by this. But <laughs> at that moment, it was just like, really another thing another thing has to be said so uh yeah i mean it's it's real so it, it's happening unfortunately you know you just mentioned two different times but like those little things happen all the time and it, and there are there is that piece where you go brush off brush it off brush it off but then it is that one completely innocuous situation where you're like no, I can't deal with this anymore. And I have to say something, I have to do something. And it's just, yeah, sorry. I know we got way off base of- I'm mad as hell <laughs> and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Remember that? Yes. Movie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. It, it is one of those things that, you know, I think it's the, in whatever way you're trying to make things better for everyone. And, you know, I, I can say this more from the, as someone that's usually on the, I'm standing beside someone as they are getting microaggressed and, uh, and Jackie knows this, this just happened uh, two weeks ago where we were at a dinner and I mm -hmm. lit someone up because I was like, no, you are wrong. <laughs> and these are my friends and stop doing that. And, and the, the poor man was like, Katie, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I, no, it's not okay. Um, but I think those are the things that it's just the, it's not funny. It's not a joke. And mm -hmm. for someone that's living with that constantly, it, it's not necessary. Um, I don't know. Um, that's these moments, like, that's why, like, I think what is that we don't often do in these moments where we have these national, like these, these national tragedies or these worldwide tragedies mm -hmm. is understanding that there's another part of, of this where we have this collective 
mourning. We have this collective anger and frustration, but then there's part of, there's a sub collective that have been dealing with, with the fear and hurt and pain from um, racism and from this hatred and microaggressions where it's like of trying to figure out what, how do we just live this life? You're trying to live your life and protect yourself and your loved one, your, your families of feeling helpless. And it's in these moments um, sometimes that we we see um, we see people like a different people rally together because we are all in this and we do want to be in this safe world. And it, and sometimes we we're all tired. And then it's like understanding that together we can do so much more, but on a daily basis, you're just tired. You're just, we're just tired. You know, black women, Hispanic women, members of the, you know, LGBTQ, we're, we're all, we're tired of doing this alone. And it takes true allyship when I'm not around or when Savina is not in the room of people to understand that this is who I am. I'm not going to do this to make a difference so that we can gather collectively to be strong to, to do what's right. But I mean, we're all just tired. And so it's in those moments where it's like, you know what? Listen, I'm not getting that bottle of Ajax for you. And you know what else I'm not doing? <laughs> like, as like Ajax. something Ajax. <laughs> you want me to get what? No, I am not reaching that top shelf. <laughs> yes, I'm not. I can't. And you're like, no, I'm doing nothing for you. <laughs> and mind you, and mind you, the the sweet old person's like, I just can't reach that high. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? So what happens in these moments that you know somebody is is legit. <laughs> can't maybe reach something and they're like can you help me with this and then you go on and you know have a diatribe that lasts five minutes on how the world is is not fair and <laughs> the person is looking at you like i just i needed help okay lady <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh goodness oh my goodness oh you made me laugh on that one but we're just all trying to navigate. And I think that's why these things are so important. Having training and access to education is so important. It's just part of the process. Um, and then being able to take it of what to do when you like, I think it's important not only to educate, but also to acknowledge that these things are really happening because so many people are gaslit, especially in these small spaces, like you were talking about small communities as well as large communities where it's like, is this real? Like I've had moments where people have come to me and they think, do you think they did that because you're a black woman? And then I'm like, maybe like I didn't, you know, it takes it yeah. from your own self of, of being able to be validated that these things, what your feelings are, are validated. And it's something that I've had to learn into my management or getting feedback where your feelings, whatever you're feeling, let's go through it. Like they're valid. I'm not going to stop you from. I don't know if it's going to change the outcome of what we have to do as an organization, but I do want to hear what you have to say to acknowledge that. And I think that's part of what we're dealing. I'm glad you brought up the feedback because I think so often as we navigate through these spaces, people are afraid to give feedback until those moments because it doesn't just happen at, unfortunately, out in the mainstream. It also happens at work when you don't have a environment where you can share and um also receive feedback where you ask somebody to like you know make a spotify playlist and they're like 
how could you ask me to do this? It's like, whoa, <laughs> hey, just looking for a playlist, dude. Sorry. You really like music. I thought you'd be the one. <laughs> I didn't know I was asking you something to do. Unpaid after I, I wasn't trying to do that, you know, because we have, we're afraid of communicating at the time of other things that are going on. So it just helps create safe spaces and better ways of communication. And I think a and lot trust. of us have trust. Yes. Yes, that, that's the underpinning, you know, for 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 an organization to have a uh, a strong culture, you know, and there needs to be an underpinning of uh, or the underbelly needs to be trust. You build that through feedback, through openness, being able to communicate with your colleagues, with your managers, with your direct reports, and not have to worry about how somebody's going to respond to that. I will say in, I know we started at the beginning um, or mid after we went through native New York, which I'll sing again at some point during this podcast. But when we started talking about some of the tragedies that actually have been going on, I was like my boss in response of looking at what happened in Texas, like wrote a letter and said, I haven't said anything to the end of the day because I'm angry and I'm pissed and I'm just sitting in my feelings being angry and I'm taking tomorrow off because I need space. And if you need space, take that space. But these are, mm -hmm. this is what I'm feeling. Like I'm beyond sad. And I think it's so important that people understand that their feelings are okay and that they are, are valid as we go through some of these things. And that includes those microaggressions because a lot of times I think it's necessary to train on both sides that you may be causing microaggressions, but you also might be receiving microaggressions. And how do I, I deal with that at work if I'm on the receiving end? And, and, and we've all been um, people who've done it and, and also receiving of those. So it's important to, to acknowledge that, I think. Yeah, and then also make sure that uh, or try to instill a, a sense of empathy amongst yes. the, you know, the, the, the team members in the organization or throughout the organization. Because, you know, it's not just what's happening in the workplace, it's everything that's happening outside that we're taking in with us. There's, you know, everyone has some baggage um, and they're just trying to deal either with good, great things that are happening, graduation, yes. a wedding, so on and so forth birth of a baby or through tragedy. And, you know, most of us were quite impacted this past week by what happened in Texas and, you know, what continues to happen on a daily basis throughout the U.S. And even personally, obviously. So you walk into an, you know, your day, you walk into the office or you jump on Zoom, you know, most, most people are, are now are remote. Um, you don't know what that other person went through. So let's, let's lead with, with empathy. Let's ask questions, be thoughtful, and give, give ourselves and each other some grace. That's right. I love that. So the way we normally wrap up our episodes, and I, I think you already know this, Svina, is that we ask uh, our guests, and then we also offer, what is one thing from this episode you want to make sure our listeners heard and takes with them kind of into their day? So um, Jackie never has one. She usually has 32 to 35. But if you can narrow it down to one, <laughs> we try our best. So what is one thing you want to make sure our listeners heard? Oh, man, I think it's just what, what, I, just, what I just mentioned, right? I think that it's uh, just to be able to come to the table, you know, with openness, uh, Un, un, with the understanding that, you know, we're all dealing with things within, you know, within our respective workplaces and our day to day. 
within the business, but also outside of it. And so I think that we need to uh, lead with empathy uh, and understanding and give each other uh, and ourselves grace. Um, and I think that, you know, that hopefully will help to simmer down all the feels that, that we go through. Um, uh, and, you know, we might go through in that moment. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's a big one. Jackie, you ready? I think so. Okay, go. I, think I want everyone to understand that we're all students learning through this process. It never ends. There isn't a checkbox. Continue your growth and learning at as many resources that are afforded to you because, you know, they always say like one good training, one solid good training can solve you from years of pain and frustration. So just learn and share those lessons with others. Does that, it's that two, I'm getting so good. If that was only two spots, I am getting I good. think that was two. Yeah, Woo! but it, it, it was one. two, two we woven together. So I think it was great. I think let's call it one. I'll, I'll give you that one. That's good. You know why um, it's so good? Because I'm a native like New Yorker. Oh, we got to do a little, yeah. a little dance to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, she's not a native New, no New Yorker, not. just to be very but clear. I sing it every time I'm in the city. She's a good singer of the song. Yes. Thank you. Um, I, so I, I want to play off of something that you said, Sabina that we are all, we don't know what people have going on outside of the four walls of work or our a home office, whatever it might be. And we need to also celebrate those good things, the graduations that are happening right now, the birth of children, the whatever it might be that's going on that's positive and celebrate those things. So, you know, I, I hope that everyone has things that they're able to, and, and even if it's going out and taking a walk for 10 minutes, or you know taking five minutes to read a book in the morning or whatever that looks like for you so it's kind of the uh self-care but also like just the what's fun stuff that you can implement in your day to take away from some of this anguish and trauma that is going on that we are trying to process and as you said, just stacking one on each other, it is not ending anytime soon. And so take some time to take a breath, take some time to do fun things and celebrate the stuff that is good. Um, Savina, where can folks find you? Where can folks sign up to get onboarded with your trainings, all that good stuff? Absolutely. So uh, our website is www.honehq.com. So that's home with an N, like Nancy. Um, so this way, you know, just come to come to the site, learn a little more about what we, you know, what we offer. Uh, and you can also find me on LinkedIn and Twitter. So um, I believe on Twitter it's uh, it's, uh, it's at Savina Perez, and on LinkedIn the same. So you know, if there's any questions uh, the audience might have, or you just want to be able to connect, feel free to reach out. Always love Absolutely. new friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. And, and thank you for kind of working through some of the things that are going on right now with us. Um, that's why we have this podcast is to help and support our communities and, and make sure that people have places that they can listen to, hopefully a friendly voice. Um, or a scary singing voice if it's Jackie. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Lovely singing voice. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I have to ask, Jackie, where do you get your glasses? They, yeah, they're right? on points. Everyone they loves them. Look, lots of them, lots of glasses. I get them on Z-L-O-O, Z-E-E-L-O-O-L. So it's like Z-L-O-L. I don't know, but that's where I get them. And you I just are, made up letters. Say those letters again. Z, Z, like the last letter of the alphabet. Z, <laughs> Z, E, E, L, O, O, L. Z, L, O, L. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't listen. That's why I get Secrets those. out. Secrets out now, there Jackie. There we go. No one, listen, I, they can be out. Not many people can pull this off. Let's just be No. <laughs> what I love and what I do love, Savita, is when we're someplace and someone's like, oh, you should wear those all week. Or like, oh, those are great glasses as if they're fake. And I'm like, no, no, she's blind. Without yeah, I'm like, I'm walking into walls without them. I'm not trying to look cute right now. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I don't put earwax remover in my eye. But okay. <laughs> well, now now we have to get together when you're in New York because I'm going to need your yes. help in picking out a set of a set of glasses. Yeah, well, we that will be quite often. Oh, there yes. we go. Awesome, love it. <laughs> and I'm I'm not kidding. She's literally building her network up there to take care of the children. So uh, okay. everything's going to be good. So she will be reaching out. Let me be clear. It takes, um, it takes a village to make it happen. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This is the Inclusive AF Podcast. My name is Katie Van Horn. And I'm Jackie Clayton. Bye. Bye. might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either she's wendy and i'm beth and together we host fruit loops serial killers of color a true crime podcast Together, we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.